It's another Ian Collins wants a word fact. Powered by the Mitsubishi Outlander. The average car has over 30,000 parts. The Outlander has just one. Awesomeness. Get yours for just £249 per month, plus three years free servicing. Uh, Kev, we start with a letter. Oh, yeah. Yes, from Jimbo, who says, uh, Dear Ian, uh, former Radio 1 hero Mike Reed uh, recently wrote a song which some deemed to be inappropriate. Right. Firstly, what do you think of this? And secondly, have you ever written an inappropriate song? Uh, I have no opinion on it. Kev, do you have an opinion on it? Well, it's just not very good, is it, really? It's not very honest. good. And, yeah, I mean, it does tick a bit of a stereotyping box, clearly. A bit. And he withdrew it. He did, uh, yes. Even though it's, it's apparently some people still downloaded it. But, yes, I have written uh, a, a song, and I've written it especially for Sideshow Kev. Were you born an asshole? Or did you work it in your whole life? Either way, it worked out fine. Because you're an asshole. Ian Collins wants a word. Did you like that, Kev? Well, not much, if I'm honest. <laughs> Why? Well, I mean, the language was too tame. You could at least be a bit more forefront. Yeah, well, you wait till next week's. <laughs> it's on its way. Uh, we've got questions, of course, Kev. Are you still on location? Is that why I can't see you? Well, sort of location. I mean, I might be in the same building, but just in a different studio. Oh, right. Am I that bad? Something like that. Okay. It's questions and feedback via social media, etc. from Rory. Rory says, Gents, I was delighted when a colleague told me of the recent internet debacle... Of Gamergate. Gamergate. I'm a young bachelor with a keen interest in coastal towns. I was dismayed, therefore, to discover it was, in fact, Gamergate, a largely loathsome trolling bore, as opposed to Gay Margate, <laughs> which I would very much enjoy. Yeah, well, we're going to Margate, aren't we? Well, that's a road trip, isn't that's it? That's where yeah. our road trip's going to be, down to Dreamland, as we've established already. In terms of coastal town interest... What does that mean? I'd a guess, without asking him, he enjoys the sea and the odd stick of rock. That's all I can assume. <laughs> I think you're probably right. Uh, Kenny, the trucking beauty. Oh, yeah. Hey. Uh, says, have you two Herberts done your Christmas shopping yet? Of yes, course. we did all of it together. Uh, did we? No. No. Online? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, who can be bothered with this whole sort of, uh, you know, actually going to the shops, looking at things and picking out presents? You just go to... Amazon, other online retailers are available, and uh, and just say, right, that'll do, have it delivered in a couple of days. You could even have it gift-wrapped if you feel so inclined. But what about the kind of, you know, you look at the Hollywood films and you look at the sort of Bing Crosby, James Stewart kind of, you know, Christmas-type film that is out there when it's Christmas Eve and everybody says goodbye to their boss, good night, mister, good night, miss, good night, and off they go and then they hit the, uh, the, the main sort of thoroughfare to go for their Christmas shopping and the lights are on and it's snowing and it's cosy and everybody says hello and happy Christmas, and away oh, yeah. you go, and back to your family. What, what, what's, 
What's wrong with all of that? Well, it's just too much effort, isn't it? <laughs> to be honest, Christmas is hassly enough as it is. Actually having to do the food shopping and what? go and buy okay. turkeys and Christmas... Christmas pudding? Do you do Christmas pudding? I don't think I've ever asked you that. Uh, yeah, I can have a, I'll have a slice. Will you? I'll have a spoonful. You know, you're not strong. No. I don't mind the chocolate ones, the chocolate variants, the non-traditional okay. ones, or the uh, the sponge pudding type ones. Yeah, but I'm, I know I'm ones. not at all a fan of the, uh, the traditional... The traditional. Sort of, what is it? Figgy pudding? Figgy pudding? Bring us some figgy pudding. Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, just dread- dreadful. Okay, what about putting the Christmas tree up? When do you put your Christmas tree up? Uh, beginning of December, I think. Yeah, but is it? should it be the first day of December? Oh, it doesn't. Just what, closest weekend, whenever you can nip You're out You're not into this shit, are you? No, I am. I love Christmas, but the whole sort of, pro, you know, having a particular day when you put the tree up, I think, is nonsense. It's the weekend closest to the beginning of December where you go out and you buy a real tree because it has to be a real tree. You especially have to get one this year with a young child around just starting to get mobile because that was yes. hilarious. I'm, I'm told you can't have a real tree. Who, who told you that? Because they eat the pines. Well, you want to get your um, Nordman fir, don't you? Your what? A Nordman fir where the needles don't drop off it. A little bit of water. All yeah, but they're sort of trying to eat, eat everything at the moment. Well, just keep them away. Put a little cage around the tree. Try to eat or his own toes. Around. I can't <laughs> imagine a tree is going to stop him from going for it. Self-eating zombie baby. All right, so that so you're not going for Are you going to have a tree at all? Yeah, going to have a tree. Right. But then again, whatever you put on the tree, the trouble is it's going to it's going to be lit up. It's going to be glistening, and it's going to be something that a nine, ten-month-old will find very attractive. Well, of course. What about presents? Are you going to get them anything? Or just... No, first Christmas. They don't know anything. <laughs> you can get away with that for three years, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. Or ten in some cases. How would they ever... Yes, indeed. How would they ever know? Uh, from the storied soothsayer of Salford Town. Nice. Storied says, Whatever happened to Jigsaw star Adrian Headley? The mime guy. The guy from Jigsaw? Yeah, the guy that did it. He was Mr. Nosybonk as well. And he did, um, he did all of the, uh, the little mime things. He'd be, and he didn't talk. I remember this much. He didn't talk uh, until he decided that he should talk uh-huh. on account of the fact that otherwise it's just Janet Ellis talking for True. a long time. He was very good, though, as I recall. But you would have thought he would have gone on to have a successful career as a, I don't know, another mime show or something. I think he lives at Justin's house. <laughs> You know what? It wouldn't surprise me. That's just my theory, Kev. If you know, I, th- I think he did do some directing. I think he ended up directing some kids' TV programs. Okay. But um, I, I don't actually know. If you're Adrian Headley and you're listening, then uh, I was going to say give us a call, but yep. we wouldn't be able to hear you because, you know, you don't speak. True. Uh, from Mike Fishtits from LinkedIn. <laughs> Mike says, have you ever been to a psychic? Did it work? And what did they tell you? No. Really? Well, yes, I've had loads of... Because um, I've interviewed loads of these people mm. over the years. So once in a while, they will always go, hang on, I'm getting um, I'm getting the number 29 um, or something. And they will attempt to do the... What's that thing they do? I'll leave it with you. That's it, isn't it? I'll leave it with you. Yeah. It'll be something like, does the name Cumberbatch bag mean anything <laughs> to you? And you'll think... Um, no, and they'll go, it will do. Yeah. And you'll get a bit of that. But no one has ever, and I've never seen anyone definitively uh, do a psychic reading that could be described as mind-blowing, other than knowing that it was through the uh, the conduit of magic. Well, ideally it all is, isn't it? But I, I still, I don't think we've mentioned this before on the podcast, and in fact it happened on the air, when uh, Derek Akora was, of course, on the show prior to yours with that guy. What was that guy who did the show before you on TalkSport? Can't remember. Jimmy you, Fish. Yeah, that was him, the fish. Yeah. Fishmeister. Old, yeah. 
old fishy. Yeah. Um, he um, he had him on as a guest, but of course uh, we had the news and the, the phone lines were still erupting because people <laughs> wanted to talk to Derek and Sam. So you did the first half hour of the show as Derek Akora. As Derek Akora, And yeah. nobody noticed. No. And the guy who did uh, uh, the, 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 the guy I did the reading for, uh, a por- I had a Portuguese fisherman come through. <laughs> yes. I'm getting a Portuguese fisherman come through. Yeah, he says hello. And the guy went, oh, hello. <laughs> Very naughty. Uh, from Larry the Rocker. Larry says, do you mind if I call my new guitar band the White Swan Riders? That's good. We're not very good. I think he could. I don't see why not. I'm happy with that. We can release the name. If they get big, just give us some cash. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. The White Swan Riders phenomenon rolls on for another week. It does indeed. It's extraordinary. Uh, From filibustering Bob, the big bad bloke from Braintree. Of course. Why are Western films usually shit? (laughs) Did anyone ever make a good one that wasn't riddled in cliche and stereotype? No, they didn't, did they? Is there there such a good thing as a good Western that wasn't riddled in, what was it, cliche and stereotype yeah i was never a huge fan of them because of all of the cliche and stereotype it is a bit of that isn't it i mean i don't know i'm sure that you know those that well okay the good the bad and the ugly which would be called spaghetti western of course in 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 strict genre terms that sort of works for me yeah uh but that john wayne stuff i mean how did he get away with it his real name was marion wasn't it i believe it was kind of a cowboy called marion you're right marion you got your pistol on your love that's why he changed his name. I think towards the end, though, he wasn't he making because he had like fairly major surgery because he wasn't a well man at all. No, and it, I, can't, I don't think he lost a leg or anything, but he actually couldn't get on his horse. So in all of John Wayne's later films, you see John Wayne walking to- towards the horse and then riding off because they edit out the pit where someone pulls out a step ladder and he hops up it. He gets uh, yes. to get on the horse. Didn't they at one point try and weld a horse to his testicles? I believe they did. It didn't to work. address this very issue. Yeah, it didn't work out too well, though. No. no but he... that's why he clearly walked in the manner that, that he did. <laughs> I, but I never got Westerns either. I never, the, it was like BBC Two on Saturday afternoons. They yeah. seemed to be on forever. Yeah. And they were uh, just... But then, has anyone tried to revive the Western? Uh, Clint Eastwood did Unforgiven, but that was about 20 years ago. Well, that's about it, isn't it? Um, and there are um, comedies. The, yeah, there are now some film directors who say that this was. I mean, what's the one that's the, the Magnificent Seven is based on the Seven Samurai? Is that yeah. right? And isn't there something that's come more recently that supposedly is you know inspired by that genre? Star Wars. I'm sure if you spoke to people like Tarantino, they would say, "Were well, you mad? You know, these films are inspirational for a whole, but they they are the uh, the, the, the the Beatles or the Smiths or whatever of." movies in terms of their genre that other people have copied and never equaled. You may well be right on that one. It's just not it's not something which I would entertain myself with. Okay. Rolling on from Pervy Patrick. <laughs> uh, Patrick says, since Anna Rayburn isn't about, I need to ask you guys a genuine question. Andre, give me some genuine question music! I like this. I've been living with my girlfriend now for four years, mostly happily but now I need to tell her that I'm moving out because I'm having an affair with her brother. By the way, her brother also lives in the flat with us. Do you think this might be awkward? We haven't got to move out then, have you, surely? Well, Just move her out. Is that fair? Is that the right thing to do? Well, it's not fair, but all is fair in love and war, isn't that what they say? Well, yeah, this might not be war, this might just be shagging. I mean, clearly he, he's a, a little bit confused about what he wants from life, I would suggest. What would Anna Rabin say? Oh, darling, I'm so sorry. It was always... She always started off with an apology, and in fact, I always thought that the opening gambit made the person, if they didn't feel shit beforehand... Yes, then yeah. 
they did at that point. That must be terrible for you. Don't tell me that. I already know it's terrible. I want a solution, but there are no solutions, are there, to these things? What did she used to say? Something like, life's a tough bit of cake or something? Something about cake. Yeah, something Used to always like compare that. life to cake. Yeah. But, um, no. I, what I, would Nancy Roberts have said? You gotta lick it. <laughs> you gotta lick it. Do you remember that? Yeah. Kitchen table. That's the one. And finally, Esther, from Selena in the land of stencils. Nice. I wonder what that's like. Uh, why can't I find a boyfriend? What's this program turned into? Why, why are we suddenly dispensing advice to everybody? Uh, what am I doing wrong? I'm young, 28, attractive, and have a good job. Why are men scared of power women? Is Andre single? Maybe this is uh, Pervy Patrick's girlfriend who's yeah, just got it in it could touch. be, yes. You don't want to get near Andre, by the way. Can no. Can say that for a start? No. What, what is... Um, I, I've never understood why... Uh, some people transcribe or translate uh, a woman with a job as being a power woman. I mean, you might be a power woman, but not because you have a job. That doesn't, by definition, make you a power woman, does it? Uh, it depends on the job, really, doesn't it? But then isn't power woman a very sort of 1980s shoulder pads and look at me, I'm I think not so. in the kitchen type? I th- yeah, I think it was when you know it was sensed that there was beginning to be a movement of women in places like the boardroom and areas of proper decision-making. Yeah. And, of course, many of people today will give you an argument that it hasn't really come on anymore since that, and there are still leaps and bounds to be done. I don't really have an opinion on that because I don't actually fucking know. <laughs> so I can't tell you. Yeah. But I'm sure Selena in the land of stencils is wonderful, unless she plays with stencils all day. What kind of stencils? Now, are we talking about, like, uh, stencils for walls and wallpaper? Are we talking about... Remember the plastic stencil you've yeah, got in course, a pencil that's what I case? Yeah, yes. yeah. You just do letters and shapes. I, I was always very quickly bored with those things. I don't blame you. They did nothing, did they, really? No. It's like Etch-A-Sketch. I mean, Etch-A-Sketch is sort of like... Yeah. It, uh, can you still get Etch-A-Sketch? You, you probably can. can. Still, you can still get Etch-A-Sketch. Can you? Yeah. You can get it as well in different, um, you know, like Monopoly. You can get in different, uh, d- different types, like Star Wars and your right. own city. You can get that with Etch-a-Sketch. Can you? That's yeah. Interesting. The German one, Etch-a-Sketch, <laughs> is my favourite. The the deal with Etch-a-Sketch though was because uh, we had one, but it leaked, and then it went in the, it went in a box for years because apparently the dust in it uh, was like um, AC Gilbert's nuclear testing yes. from last week. It was meant to kill yeah. you instantly. That's exactly what it if was. If you touched it, which I'm sure wasn't the case, but if it was... Ugh. This reminds me of when my dad bought a blob of mercury home once <laughs> in a Tupperware box that somebody had given him at work. What? Yeah, a blob of mercury. And I took it to school. It was in a Tupperware box. And nobody really... It's strange as it sounds. Are you making this up? I'm not making it up, no. And the teacher passed it around the class and everybody had a play with the mercury. Had a poke at the mercury. Yeah. Because, of course, it doesn't divide, does it? This kind of what looks like solidity but in fluid form. Well, no, but isn't it deeply dangerous and poisonous? That's right, yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm the only survivor of that... uh, (laughs) That class, yeah. That (laughs) class, if not entire school. Uh, If you've got any questions you want to put to us, uh, very simply, Kev at once word.com or ian at once a word.com hey hey you're being a dick uh, 
it is that feature that takes a long, hard look at life's knobheads. You know the kind of people we're talking about, those who, regardless of sex, status or faith, find themselves acting in what can only be described as a penile-based manner. They might be off the telly, they could be your mate or your neighbour, it's even possible it's your other half. Whoever they are, wherever they lurk, these are the people who, from time to time, display such traits of sheer dumbass buffoonery, you find yourself concluding only one thing. Hey! You're being a dick. Kev, have you got a nomination here? I actually have two. Go for it. And I usually only have one dick, but this week I have two. I like that. Uh, First up, Mike Reed. Mike Reed. Yeah. What a dick. And uh, quite (laughs) frankly, though, it's it's unreal behaviour. And I I think we all know what I'm talking about here. I think so. It was after a 1979 edition of Runaround where he deliberately ignored young Timmy Beresford when he asked for an autograph. What a dick. And the other one is um, Russell Brand. Yeah. Yeah. Russell Brand. You want a revolution? I've got something revolutionary for you. <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> and Newsnight and The Guardian can't stop themselves from interviewing Russell Brand. They think their Christmases have come at once. And now he's just beginning to look and sound like a bit of a dick. And his protestations about... Uh, not voting, his idea about where the future is, his truth agenda, whatever the hell it is, his revolution. It, the, the whole thing is just beginning to sound a little bit silly, isn't it? it well, it, it seems that he doesn't have anything really to say, though. He doesn't have anything to add to what he originally said. And when you get called out by John Lydon, for fuck's <laughs> sake, yeah. you know, obviously something's going not quite right in your manifesto. Badly wrong. Yeah. Badly wrong. Um, here's a couple. The per- well, I won't say who, but this does happen a lot. People who phone you after you've texted them. Yes. So you're in the middle of a text conversation, and you send them a text going, how are you doing? And then they ring you. It's like, right, if I wanted to speak to you, I'd have rung you. Yeah. But I texted you because clearly I'm either indisposed or have no desire to speak with you. Also, (laughs) I want to, and this has just happened to me this week, the dick who designed a website for a well-known electrical shop, and we might have even stumbled across this territory uh, once or twice, inadvertently, and that is when there is an image of something and it says click here for a larger image yeah and you click it and a box pops up with an image exactly the same size (laughs) as the one that's already on the front or sometimes smaller yes how does that conversation work if you're the it man what we want jim is right okay can you do a feature where if the customer clicks that the image goes large you can do that can you you can fantastic let's have a look what you produce (laughs) that's just perfect that it's the same f***ing <laughs> size. <laughs> How does that get past the, the bloke that commissioned the website? It's weird, because we've been doing websites collectively as a sort of worldwide entity for a good long time now, and yet some of them are still really bad. Like, yeah. especially, with, as you say, with big companies. Yeah, sure. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, this is from Mike in Hobes. Uh, oh, by the way, can I also say anyone who drives a Fiat 500, you're not cool, you're just a person with a very small car. Oh, I quite like those. I think they're cute. Uh, Mike in Hobes says, my nomination uh, for Dick is my boss, who asked us all, when we wanted time off at Christmas, we all put in our various days that we would like to take, only to receive a follow-up email saying that other than public holidays, we won't be able to take any of our holiday entitlement over Christmas. Not because the firm is too busy or because they want to make it fair to all, but because the boss hasn't actually got time to do a proper rota because he's off to Australia for three months. Huh. Mike says, what a... Quack, quack, oops. <laughs> fair enough. 
Luke the Lionheart says, Can I nominate Tess Daly? Since when should TV's biggest variety show be hosted by a one-dimensional no-mark? Ooh. Surely this is a gig that needs someone who can entertain rather than smile and string some words together. That's reasonable. You could swap her with a dozen other similar presenters and nobody would actually notice. Claudia, however, I really like. I think she's cheeky and funny. It is kind of strange. I heard a TV critic, a well-known TV critic the other day saying, Isn't it fantastic you've got two females finally hosting... The, a, a mainstream, big-time, prime-time Saturday night show. And I thought, well, it kind of would be if you were talking about anything but a show that requires a... It does require an entertainer, doesn't it? The whole thing drips of variety. It smacks of theatre. But then I suppose if you've had Bruce Forsyth doing it for so long, you have to come up with something which is really different to provide that sort of contrast. Because he was, you know... He's, he's a very old man now, and obviously the BBC don't want him dropping dead during the live final. But he, um, you know, he knew how to do it. He had a certain energy. Imagine getting someone like Vernon Kay to do it. Well, we more or less have Vernon in a dress, well, don't we? We've got his wife. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, that just would have been that awful. That would be awful as well. That doesn't seem to be part of the criteria, because I tend to agree with that. I mean, I'm a big fan of Claudia Winkleman, not on Strictly Come Dancing, but I think she's good on radio. I like her, her kind of thinking. I like her style, her presentation. I think she's probably one of the best female presenters uh, in the land. But Tess Daly is... He, he, he's absolutely right. He's nailed it there. She's completely interchangeable. I don't know what to... Nobody would say, God, isn't she good? They would simply just say, isn't she someone who knows how to string a sentence together reasonably and look okay? And that's unfortunate for her, because she's not going to turn down a gig, is she, presenting Strictly Come Dancing? No, I mean, she's, she's functional. Functional. But that being... I, I don't watch the damn thing, so I, I, that's how I avoid watching her. I just don't switch the TV on when she's on. Sounds fair enough. Paula from Andorra says, My dick nomination is the security check at a well-known airport that confiscated my electronic cigarette, saying it was a security threat. I don't think this is the law, says Paula. The upshot was when I landed in Andorra, I had to buy some real cigarettes because I couldn't find an electric one. So there you have it. The British security services are making people smoke. Terrible, isn't it? Are you allowed to take one of those on a plane? I thought you were. Well, aren't they really funny about you taking any elect... I mean, maybe it wasn't charged. Was it charged? Quite possibly. Because you now have to, if you're flying certain places, particularly stateside, you have yeah. to have everything charged up, otherwise they take it off you, which seems terribly fair. I'd love to go to a car boot sale that some of these guys have. I would imagine you'd come up with some great electronic bargains. Yeah, I've got 12 quids worth of hair gel at Belfast Airport that's still probably <laughs> sitting in a box somewhere because they said, oh, it's too big. Pete the Feet from down the street says, I'll <laughs> tell you who's a dick. People who wear massive parka coats, a scarf, a hat and Sherpa-like gloves just because we have the odd cold day. I passed a man on my way to work this week who looked as if he was on an Arctic trek with Ben f***ing Fogel. <laughs> In the same way that some people uh, think that summer... I did see the very opposite this week. I saw a guy in a t-shirt and shorts on a train who must have been freezing. Right. But there are, yeah, people go over ambitious with their seasons and they peak too soon. I'm still wearing shorts. I don't think that, I think it's been mild enough to still bomb around in a pair of shorts now and then. Fair dues. Not long shorts, obviously, not like, you know, skim, <laughs> the skimpy variety that Andre favours. That sort of speedos. No. no okay. No, but well, okay, well, what, let me ask you this then. If you're on holiday and you're relaxing around the pool, would you be in a pair of, like, uh, speedos or a, a small, like, um, speedos. a banana hammock? Or would you be, like, uh, or would you be wearing, like, shorts? What would... Shorty, shorty trunks. Shorty trunks. Shorty, mainly shorts, but it, shorty trunks if I was near a pool, because then I can go for a dip. You wouldn't wear, like, full-length swimming short type things. Well, that is a shorty trunk. No, but I'm talking like knee length almost. Just sort of like, just amble around. 
See, I would amble around in something knee length. Okay, well, there you go then. This is from Face Phil, who says. <laughs> He says, dicks are everywhere. Down my road, some arse clowns put up an illuminated reindeer in their front garden already. Would it be cruel to nick it? It'd be funny to nick it. Not that I'm I'm encouraging people to commit a crime. Inside is fine. I think outside you're trying to make too much of a statement about Christmas. Unless you're Father Christmas, then you can put all of that outside your house. Are you going to dress up as Santa this year for young Sandy? Yeah, do it every year. Yeah, pop down the chimney. Get down there. Yeah. No chimney, but, well, there's sort of a chimney. Magic key, then. It's a chimney that's blocked up. Is it? Yeah, maybe there's a corpse in there. Or bees. Marty Pello's left ear says, My dick nomination is Mike Tyson. Did you see that clip of him with the Canadian interviewer? What, you mean this? All right, welcome back. Many of you probably know that Mike Tyson, the former heavyweight champion, is in town, and he met up with Mayor Rob Ford. Well, he joins us right now with his promoter, Alex. Thanks for joining us, both of you. I'll start with yourself. Uh, many are wondering, how did that happen, this meeting with, with the mayor? I have no idea. It's my fault again. <laughs> now, well, some of your critics would say, you know, there's a race for mayor. We know you're a convicted rapist. This could hurt his campaign. How would you respond to that? Hey, um, I don't know who said that. You're the only one I heard say that. You know what I mean? And I don't have no comment to that. You know, because it's negative, and you're being negative, and I, I, I met I met the mayor, right. and nothing they can do about it. We actually had a really good time, eyes and lows. So interesting, because you come across like a nice guy, but you're really a piece of shit. Hey, with that come comment. on, come on. That's... No, that was a piece of shit. You, that was a piece of shit. You know, we're we're doing we're doing live TV. Hey, I don't care. What are you gonna do about it? All right, you got a you got a show that you're doing tonight. Is it nerve wracking for you to do something like this, or is it more nervous for you to box? How does it compare? I don't know. <laughs> It's more nerve-wracking for me to hear talking to a rat piece of shit like oh, you. come on, Mike. No, because you're a piece of shit. All right. Really we're gonna, we're, 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 we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna wrap, wrap up this interview. We're thank you for, this. thank you for coming in. Fuck you. We should get him on the podcast, Kev. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should do. Uh, yeah. What, what would your first question be? Never mind. Jamie, no longer with a magic torch, says, uh, My nomination is Rennie Zellweger. It's one thing having a bit of Botox to tighten up the odd wrinkle, but this dopey old Thez has essentially got a completely new face. Is this not a bit daft in her industry? The weird thing is, she's only 45. Now she looks like a 55-year-old trying to look 45. This is very strange, isn't it? She does look older. She does, she does look, look older. an older person who's tried to look younger and achieved the age she was, whereas before she looked younger than 45, now she's actually looks her age. Well, she yeah, well she looks like her own older sister. That's the weird thing. And yeah. she and she used to look like a cat, but now she doesn't look like a cat. She looks like a woman who owns lots of cats. I don't I don't quite get what she's had done because she had cuz her eyes have obviously changed, but she's still quite wrinkly. So it's either very bad plastic surgery or um, she's had her eyes, like, you know, opened, if you like. Yeah. Which she could have done with a couple of matchsticks, in fairness, if she was that tired. That's all you need. Um, But she doesn't seem to... It it just seems very strange. She She does look like somebody else. She says she's happy. She's very happy. Looking like that. Maybe she wants you to look like somebody else. So who are we to judge? Sure enough. At least she makes good films. If you've got any dick nominations uh, you want to send to us, because uh, we will revisit this feature, of course, in a few weeks' time. It's, it's, uh, it's on the, uh, the, the merry-go-round of the once-a-word uh, rotor of pod-based features. Is that how we call it, Ken? Uh, something like that, yeah. Yeah, OK. Uh, it'll be back, as is this. 
So, Mitsubishi Motors in the UK is celebrating 40 years in the UK. And here's something else to celebrate. The fab Mitsubishi L200 is now available with £2,000 off across the range. It's truly the ultimate pickup featuring super select four-wheel drive, meaning you can drive in two- or four-wheel drive on any terrain with great finance options also available. Visit your local dealer this weekend and experience the Mitsubishi L200, the ultimate workmate. And who knows what's about to happen here. Here. Kev. Oh, hey, look what's back. It's not. I'm afraid it is. Sideshow Kev's Showbiz Shoebox. Oh, God. It's Sideshow Kev's Showbiz Shoebox, your occasional look at the big box of showbiz love we find under the bed. Now, this week, it's Halloween. Yay! Andre, give me some generic scary music, you twat! <laughs> so let's all gather round our old VCR players, blow the dust off the tapes, and thrust in an old video nasty to scare the shit out of us. Literally, <laughs> in fact, if we enjoy that old classic, Monstered, in which a criminal is exposed to toxic waste in a sewage tunnel, transforming him into a giant killer poo. A killer poo. A killer poo. Great. So that's Monstered, great title for a movie from a long list of yeah. great and not-so-great low-budget horror film names. Fabulous. Very simple, Ian Collins. Here are a bunch of bad horror movie titles. You need yes. to find the actual one as opposed to the two I've just made up. Okay. Number one, is it A, Bermuda Spork Killers? Is it B, Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers? Or is it C... Camden Cock Cripplers. <laughs> See, it's the incorrect answer. I'll stop it. The correct answer is Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers, uh, which is. Do you, know what, do you want to know what it's about? Go on. I've researched this thoroughly. A private detective hunting for a runaway crosses paths with an Egyptian cult of chainsaw wielding prostitutes. Nice. Number two. Is it A. Fertilize the blaspheming bombshell? Is it B. Choke the devil's chicken, or is it C? Infiltrate Ed Balls. Ed Balls. Ed Balls. Ed Balls. Ed Balls. Uh, the the correct one is A. Fertilize the blaspheming bombshell. Yes. It's the correct answer. A. Uh, a woman searching the desert for her missing sister encounters a satanic cult. Nice. All just hanging out that want to make her Satan's mother. <laughs> As I would imagine happens quite a lot in the desert. I think so. Uh, number three. Is it A. Leave Lucy in the lake. B. Drop Denise in the dump. Or C. Stuff Stephanie in the incinerator. <laughs> uh, a is the real one. Leave Lucy in the lake. Yes. It's not correct. Oh, stop it. Uh, the real one, the non-made-up one, is Stuff Stephanie in the Incinerator. Wow, what about that? It's about a deranged couple who spend their time staging sadistic fantasies involving kidnapping, kinky sex, and murder. I bet it is. Rent it this weekend. Number four. A. Weasels rip my flesh. B. Beavers ate my penis. Or C. Stoats stole my splink. <laughs> B. Because I like the idea that C is a real movie. It's the incorrect answer. Oh, stop it. Uh, the real movie is Weasels Rip My Flesh. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Um, which is about a mad scientist who breeds giant radioactive weasels to take over the world. I love that. And finally, this one is a bit different in that you are looking for the one that is 
made up, as opposed to the one that isn't made right, up. Right, OK, yes, because I was clearly following the rules all the way through. This, yeah, well, yes, indeed. Uh, this is uh, about a series of films called The Ginger Dead Man, which is a series of low-budget horror movies about killer biscuits or some such <laughs> shit. There's been a few of them, but which of the following isn't one of the series? So it's odd one out this okay. time. Is it A, Ginger Dead Man 2, Passion of the Crust? Ooh. Is it B, Ginger Dead Man 3, Saturday Night Cleaver, or is it C, Ginger Dead Man 4, Downton Stabby? <laughs> C! It's the correct answer. That is the made-up one there. Get in there! Uh, so that's the Showbiz Shoebox for this week. Possibly forever, who knows? If you've got any stuff you want to send my way, uh, email me, kev at onceaward.com, or follow me on Twitter, at sideshow underscore kev. Or send it in a shoebox, which is always uh, more uh, apt and appropriate, particularly limbs, if you uh, have a proclivity for stealing them from <laughs> mortuaries. Yeah. Credit stream. And there it goes. It bit the dust like a good one. But, of course, we are back next week. Thanks to you for downloading. If you like what we do, want to help support this podcast, get over to iTunes. Remember, this is important. You rate it, you review it, but importantly, on the app, you subscribe to it. That way, it pops into your little box automatically every single time a new episode comes out. If you're an Android user, you can try us on the free Stitcher app or download at stitcher.com slash once a word. Follow us on Twitter, which is at once a word. The intro feature and sponsor music is by Kevin McLeod. His website is incompetech.com and our catering, as ever, was provided by Abdul's Coffee Shack, who this week ran out of coffee but did have some tasty Horlicks. Oh, yeah. And we'll be back in what will only seem like days with the next episode. It could be Will Gnu, it could be LaDonna Harvey. Who knows who might pitch up round these parts. Until then, goodbye. A Big Things Media Production. <laughs> Big Things! It's another Ian Collins Once a Word Fact. Powered by the Mitsubishi ASX. The new car smell is composed of 50 different elements. The new Mitsubishi ASX smells lovely and is yours from just £14,999. That's nothing to sniff at. So sometimes you know what you know and sometimes you know what you don't know and sometimes everything you know is wrong.